It's Friday, November 10th, 2023. Coming up on the program today, sitting on your girlfriend's head in that neck-snapping way. Plus, the wartime Israeli weight loss program, Hebrew Size. Being forced to drink nine-year-old milk products. And the depressing TikTok videos of a 56-year-old virgin. Today's Distorted View podcast is brought to you by... What's the color of my life? White. My skin gets me where I want to be. 100% perfection. Think about it. Nine out of ten of the world's richest people are white. White gets you accepted. A better job. Ahead in life. Lighten up. Make the white choice. White. The color of a bright life. Tema om den hvide race kommer snart på DR3. The Distorted View Show with Tim Hansen. My doctor wants to dilate my asshole to the size of a fucking coconut. You know Optimus Prime is my husband, nigga. Small animals such as rabbits and gerbils. Christian now fears his flatulence. Well, hello, freaks. Back here with you one more time as we end the week with the Friday Show. Have a great one for you today. I am uh, douche-free this weekend, as Lord Douche has taken off once again to visit family. He's been taking these trips because there was a a fire that pretty much destroyed a a family member's house, so he's been helping them with uh, all the stuff that is involved with that insurance and figuring out how to rebuild the house and buying new things to replace the old stuff and being, you know... I don't know if you know this, but it's a big deal to have your house burned down, apparently. The crazy thing is he uh, is not flying down for these trips. He actually drives and he won't take breaks. It's just like a straight drive for 13 hours. The only time he will stop is if, um, you know, when he needs to get gas. It's the equivalent of like driving from uh, here in Cincinnati, like all the way down to Dallas, Texas in one day. I'm pretty sure when Joey and I... (laughs) drove to texas to take that stupid job it took us like three days to get there lord douche does it in an evening actually he's not going to texas but it's the equivalent it's you know it's a 13 hour drive somewhere down in florida that man is nuts i'm kind of glad he's gone this weekend because i need to raid the pantry and refrigerator and throw out all the old food otherwise he will make me eat it he refuses to believe in the concept of expiration dates I'm sure I've bitched about this before, probably after suffering food poisoning. After my bout of botulism, it was a sore subject. Like, I'm not talking about, you know, like a week expired, a month, even two months. We have these, like, sealed sausage things that we got from Costco, I think. Those expired six months ago, and they've only been refrigerated. They haven't, they're not, they haven't been in the freezer. And Lord Douche wants me to eat that. I mean, they're sealed up pretty well, but it's still six-month-old meat. That doesn't sit well with me. I'm like, hell no, let's throw this away. And he's like, no, no, it's fine. And I said, well, are you going to have some of these with me? It's a whole pack. It's like 12 huge, thick-ass sausages. And he said, no, I don't like them. They always make me sick when I eat them. (laughs) I'm like, well, I guarantee you they're probably going to make me sick now, too. I think I'm going to throw those out just to be safe. We also have these uh, containers of ramen. You know, they basically come in the paper bowls and you just fill it with water and put it in the microwave. Those expired in 2019. Again, I bring this up to Lord Douche 
And he's like, well, they, it's dried. These are dried goods. They don't go bad. I'm like, yeah, maybe for a year or two, but <laughs> this is pre-pandemic food. I'm also the one who has to, to taste questionable things, right? I'm the guy who's willing to throw out stuff the day it expires. I don't even want to mess around with it. Meanwhile, Lord Douche finds some five-year-old yogurt in the back of the refrigerator, and he's like, taste this. See if this tastes funny to you. <laughs> it's like, it's growing hair. I need to scrape it off. The most ridiculous thing that has happened within the last week, as a matter of fact, I'm going to take a picture because you, you have to understand I am, this is not hyperbole. I'm not exaggerating here for the show. This is the fucking life I live. You know those uh, Keurig uh, K-cup machines that make the coffee? Yeah, well, we don't have one of those. At some point, uh, someone gave Lord Douche a Tassimo machine. Basically the same idea. It's one of those pod-type brewers, except it doesn't work with K-cups. You know, Tassimo made their own things. If Tassimo is a name that you have never heard before or you haven't heard in a long time, uh, there's a good reason. The fucking machines and the entire Tessimo ecosystem has been discontinued for a long time now. The problem is Lord Douche started cleaning. You know, we still have we still haven't completely unpacked from when we moved here in 2018. Anyway, as Lord Douche was straightening up or looking at boxes, he found the Tessimo machine and was like, "Ooh, let's finish up all the pods we have left so we can put the Tessimo in storage or throw it away once and for all." And I'm like, "Uh, we haven't touched this thing since 2014. That's the last time we bought pods for it. And sure enough, all of the coffee expired like in 2014, 2016. And the thing with the Tassimo is, in addition to the coffee pods, they also had these milk discs. So you could make like, you know, pseudo latte, lattes. And Lord Douche was somehow convinced that these were going to be okay. Again, he was like, they're sealed and they probably don't even contain real milk. Well, you know, I'm on the Tassimo website because apparently this stuff is still sold over there in Europe. <laughs> they discontinued it here in the United States because no one was buying it. Right. Uh, according to the ingredients on some of the milk pods, uh, it's the, the, the top ingredient is cream. I'm, I'm assuming that is milk. It's a milk based cream, right? There's a product called creamer from milk. It is lactose and mineral reduced ultra refined milk concentrate. It's, you know, it's liquid. It's not like powder. Even if it was powder, I, I don't want to be drinking creamer from the Obama administration, you know? Anyway, he made this stuff. He had me smell it. And I'm like, dear God, that, that's, that, that doesn't smell right. And he's like, yeah, it smells fine to me. He always says that, you know, he always wants to discount or go against what I say. Nah, it's, it seems fine. I don't even know why he asks my opinion on these things. Luckily, I had no interest in drinking uh, coffee to begin with from the machine, so he made it for himself, and I noticed uh, he threw it away. Even though he was like, yeah, it smells fine to me. He didn't end up drinking it. He knew it was bad. He's just, he's trying to kill me. He wants me to eat all this expired food, so I expire. I ain't giving him the satisfaction. By the end of the weekend, I guarantee you half the food's gonna be thrown out. That's what I'll be doing the next few days. Actually... While I have uh, nothing but uh, time to myself, 
I plan to work on the Distorted View store for this year, which will be launching hopefully at the end of the weekend. We'll have some new products, a bunch of returning favorites. In addition to the store, at the same time, I will be launching uh, distortedview.com's new website for, you know, the three people out there that actually go to websites anymore. So we'll have a refreshed website, a new store. It's going to be a good time. I'm going to be a very busy boy this weekend. I don't have time to get food poisoning. I do have some great audio to share with you today. Let's turn our attention to the Discord. The freaks over there posting a lot of good stuff. One of my favorites uh, was posted by Grandpa from Austin, who submitted a uh, traffic stop that turned very annoying very quickly. Uh, The woman here was being pulled over because she's going the wrong way, which is a huge red flag for cops. You're going to get a field sobriety test if you get pulled over for going the wrong way. I mean... There's no getting out of that, right? What's going on? Nothing. Why are you driving in the wrong way? Nothing. What do you mean, what's going on? Why are you already being such an asshole to me? Like, she's already minimizing the fact she was going the fucking the wrong way on the Long Island Expressway or whatever. You should immediately just be apologetic. Be like, I'm not from around here. I'm a complete moron. The second I knew I was going the wrong way, I tried to turn around. I'm sorry. I'm. It's very... Scary, New York. What's going on? Nothing. Why are you driving in the wrong way of traffic? No, I just got changed around. I just moved here like two months ago. Okay, good. Go with that. Okay. Okay. And I just got changed around. Okay. Do you understand what's going on though? Yes. You're going into oncoming yes. traffic. I know. And I just decided that it was better just to turn around really Okay. But I'm sorry. I just have, like, really bad social anxiety and stuff. This is where it started getting irritating for me. Let's not blame your shitty driving on your weird mental hangups. A lot of people have social anxiety. And by the way, you're alone in your car. Not a very social activity. If your social anxiety is triggered because there are other cars on the road when you drive, you should have your fucking license revoked. You're not cut out to be behind the wheel. Okay. But I'm sorry. I just have, like, really bad social anxiety and stuff. I get you. I don't want to step out whenever you're asking for... She doesn't want to follow the cop's instructions. Let me guess why. Social anxiety. Stuff. Okay. Well, we're past that. Just go ahead and step out. As an indigenous person. Oh, that's why she doesn't want to get out of the car. Because she's one-eighth Cherokee. Have you been smoking peyote? Pass that. Just go ahead and step out. As an indigenous person. What? Go ahead and finish your thought. Notice she just sort of trails off. As an indigenous person. That's it. That's the entire sentence. I just want you to know that I'm an indigenous person with social anxiety. What? How else can she be super fucking annoying? I hope that paper that you're writing the ticket on is vegan. What? <laughs> hope you used recycled paper. Right back here, please. Miss Perry? Am I... Well, I'm non-binary. So- there it is. Oh, I thought it was going to be a vegan thing. No, she's non-binary. Of course, she's going to have a problem with the way you talk to her. Am I... Well, I'm non-binary, so... Okay. What do you go by? Kai. How can I refer to you tonight? Kai? Kai. Okay. Hey, I'm smelling alcohol. I know. How much? By the way, okay, look, I (laughs) I understand she considers herself to be non-binary, but she she's female. I mean, she looks like a woman, right? She's got long hair. She's wearing a necklace. She's got like flowers in her hair. 
You can't be that upset when you look like a female, you have flowers in your hair, and some guy calls you a miss. I smell alcohol. I know. How much have you consumed tonight? Like, probably three drinks. I need to run you through some tests right now. Stand facing me, please. But I just want you to know that I also have very bad social anxiety. You and me both. I don't know if he really does have social anxiety. How great would it be if, if he does? Look, I'm able to function just fine. I'm going to need you to power through as well, especially because, like, we're not even in really a social environment. It's just it's you and me. Two people. Okay. Okay. Any recent head trauma, traumatic brain injuries, anything I need to know about? Uh, mental, yes. Okay, she really wants that to drive that point home. We get it. Focus on my finger, please. I am. You're just, like, trying to intimidate me. I don't know how I'm trying to do that. Maybe you're using your middle finger as in like, fuck you, follow this finger, bitch. But he's not doing that. He's just, you know, he's just asking her to follow his index finger. It's a standard sobriety test thing. Damn. You're just like trying to intimidate me. I don't know how I'm trying to do that. This is the test. As you know, as an indigenous person and there's a bunch of going around. And how did that make you drive the wrong way on the road? Were you on some sort of vision quest? Did you see a long-deceased ancestor uh, on the road? Were you following a ghost or something? I don't understand what you're trying to tell us here. I'm sorry, but it's just for me to be on my toes. I get you. Can you remember that I told you that I'm non-binary? How could we forget? Yeah, I'll try my hardest. Oh, I guess maybe he misgendered her again. I refer to you as Kai, right? Yes. Perfect. I need to know if you have any injuries or anything that would prevent you from doing a standard walk or a turn tonight. Mental health. My social anxiety prevents me from turning left. She's trying so hard to use her various issues to get out of this. Any physical injuries? Mental, yeah. Fit. Okay. <laughs> I can't even with her. Okay. I get you. What else you want? Now with your right foot, place it in front of your left in a heel-to-toe touching manner. Can you stop intimidating her, please? I don't know if you know this, but she's non-binary. With your arms by your side, just like this, ma'am. Can you not call me ma'am, please? Um, you did it again. Trying my hardest. Okay, well. Okay. Here's the thing. Like, she never gave her pronoun. She kept say, keeps saying Kai, right? But, like... Tell us what you want to be called. It means a lot to me. I'm trying my hardest. I don't feel like a man, so. Okay. It's kind of triggering. Right foot in front of your left. Nope, go back. I'm sorry, but the whole man thing, just like. This whole misgendering thing has caused her to forget how to walk. I'm sorry, this person is not suited to be a part of society. I mean, she's falling apart over here. He's falling apart. Kai, Kai's falling apart. I'm sorry, but the whole man thing, just like. I apologize. Let's see if we can move Sorry. forward from it. You have zero questions? No, but I just want to tell you that I suffer from really bad anxiety, especially uh, with generational trauma and PTSD. <laughs> Holy fuck, are you kidding me? This is quite a list of, of issues you have to deal around with. White people and cops, like. Okay. It's just. I'm going to speak with you right over here, okay? No. Yes, ma'am. Go ahead and place your hands behind your back. Don't, dude. Don't make don't, it hard. Please. Don't make it hard. No, don't. you're... You're going to get a resist. Dude, I... You're going to get a resist. I right? don't. Don't resist. Don't. Listen to me. 
Apparently, generational trauma is not a get-out-of-jail-free card. Who would have thought? Oh, you're being Come a here. white man, and Come don't. Here. I followed all of your shit. Like, I'm an indigenous person. Like, you guys. You guys are scaring me. There's nothing to be afraid of. Yeah, but that's, again, even if you are scared, who the fuck cares? You should be scared. Fucking drunk driving the wrong way on the road. You could have killed someone. Yeah, I think it's okay that you're a little scared that you're being arrested. Boo fucking who, right, bitch? Yes, it is. It's That's where the clip ends. I could listen to that wailing all day. I know I've said this before, but I would like to go to sleep to these sounds. <laughs> so soothing. Speaking of wailing, you may remember a couple months ago, we played a clip from that ABC show Claim to Fame, where a bunch of relatives of famous people compete on a reality show. And I guess at the end of every episode, people try to guess what famous person the contestants are linked to or whatever. So at the end of the first episode, uh, someone related to, I think the, the niece of Tom Hanks gets correctly identified. So she's basically off the show at that point. You're voted uh, out of the house. And uh, she had a bit of a meltdown. Yeah, I'm just a little shocked. I didn't realize he was going to pick me. Well, that's kind of the game. Uh, the possibility was always there. I was not expecting this at all. I helped you, Hugo. I freaking helped you. I gave you clues. And if any of them are right... I swear, I hope you go home because of that. <laughs> My favorite part was at the end, after she had left, she's like gathering her stuff in her room, you know, to, to leave. All the other contestants are still outside and you just hear this shriek. Do a whole boy. <laughs> Damn. These freaking clues are so freaking obvious. Freaking bench! That's the freaking poster of the freaking Forrest Gump! Are you kidding me? She's screaming, she's screaming, she's screaming, she's screaming. Why a bench? Why a bench? There's literally no reference to benches on any other movie. Even Gabriel found that out. He's not even like smart. For real? That's cold. Wow. Poor Gabriel. I didn't even get to do any challenges! Well, the reason why I bring her up today is because someone's trying to extend her 15 minutes of fame, and she's doing it the cringiest way possible by releasing a music video. Now, even though this is a parody of Taylor Swift's song Antihero, it's still just really bad. I have this thing where She does this thing where she like acknowledges that she was acting crazy, but she still wants us to feel sorry for her. It's me. Hi. I'm a goblin. That's me. My apology. I don't have any good teeth. My emotions are the problem that can never stop me. It must be exhausting us to the lyrics are weak at best. Something about her being a goblin and she doesn't have any tea. And then she says it must be exhausting thinking I'm a human. I think that's her like playing the victim because everyone's making fun of her, not treating her like a human being or something. I'm a human being! Yeah, I'm kind of getting those vibes. This video is not doing for Carly what she wanted it to uh, over the past 
couple months. It's only received 2,000 views. And the comments? Well, they're not treating her like a human. This is very self-indulgent. Maybe social media was a mistake. Maybe don't. Between planning, filming, and editing, did nobody tell her, hmm, maybe this is a bad idea? Like, where the hell's your uncle at? Tom Hanks should have put the kibosh on this. Sometimes I feel like acting like a baby who's hungry and I'm a monster, no for real. Again, she has this need to point out how awful people think she is. Almost as awful as her ly- lyrics. I say something. Listen, you were on one episode of a reality show. I realize you're also Tom Hanks's niece, but that makes you a nobody. Carly Reeves' YouTube channel has 90 subscribers, which makes it about as popular as Mead's Fit and Lean channel. You can use that to sort of ballpark her relevance. Now compare that to the guy Slapplebags found on TikTok, who has 7,500 followers. That makes him like 83 times more popular than Tom Hanks's niece, if my math is correct. Yeah, Slapplebag's find is a guy named 56 and a virgin. He happens to be 56 years old, and yes, he's a virgin. But that's not the only thing that makes him so sad. He's also unemployed, a compulsive gambler, and I think he has cerebral palsy, but that's not what makes him a loser. He just kind of makes him a dude with really bad luck. Slapplebags shared this account with the comment, uh, I imagine this is Mead in about 10 years. And the account really is just one sad story after another. It's the 56-year-old virgin. I gotta tell you a story that happened last night. As you know, I'm not feeling well. I'm getting over some sort of sinus infection or flu. I still have a cowlick on the top of my head. That's the real tragedy here. His hair is not cooperating with him. Honestly, though, who's he trying to impress? Fucking 56-year-old virgin. When the DoorDash guy came with my McDonald's, (laughs) he saw that I was having difficulty keeping my pants up because one of my belts has seen better days and needs to be thrown away. Uh Uh-huh, sure. My pants keeps falling down whenever I open the door. A likely story, right? Dude's just hoping someone's like, oh, do you need help with that? Please, let me suck your cock. The fucking creep, right? He's trying to get the DoorDash guy to blow him. Anyway, the DoorDash guy gave me his belt. How pathetic am I? That's pretty pathetic. Instead of me giving him a tip, and I did give a tip, uh, he gave me a belt. It was a really nice belt. I mean, I don't have to con somebody into taking me to Walmart or JCPenney's or some other place where you can buy a man's belt. I'm feeling so pathetic. I hope I can turn my life around. Every video is kind of depressing in its own special way. That's really the appeal of this TikTok channel. Ultimately, it it probably makes you feel better about your own circumstances in life, right? You're better off than this guy. It's the 56-year-old virgin. And today I learned that it's National Job Day. Like improve your job or search for a job. Every video just contains a little nugget of depression. It's the 56-year-old virgin, and I just finished with my phone appointment with my shrink, and one thing she talked about was 
Why do you think everything's your fault? Why do you have so much guilt? And I told her, I said, well, geez, I grew up Catholic, I'm a cripple, and my parents put me through a hellacious divorce. Tell her about the being a virgin thing, too. Well, I had to call the ambulance for my 74-year-old roommate again this morning because he fell while attempting to use the bathroom. See what I mean? It's never like happy TikToks. I mean, he doesn't seem particularly depressed, but he should be. Nothing good ever happens. And I got fired from my job as a GED tutor. And the hits keep coming. Although that might be a poor choice of words considering the content of his next TikTok video here. Uh, today I want to talk about how uh, domestic violence has given me a case of PTSD. Hey, unless you're a transgender indigenous person, I don't want to hear it. Don't come at me with your pseudo-trauma. All right, well, thank you very much, Slapplebags, for turning me on to the 56-year-old virgin. I will subscribe and uh, keep monitoring his content. Uh, let's move on. We haven't checked in with Frankie McDonald in a while. Frankie, what's up, my friend? Hey, everyone, let's do a tutorial sign. I'd still rather listen to this than Tom Hanks's niece singing. <laughs> the very good tornado siren. Frankie has the IQ of a tornado siren, so this is perfect. Sorry, I'm sorry. That was very rude. Does anyone have an in with Frankie McDonald? If so, could you ask him to do an imitation of a low battery smoke alarm? I know it's not quite weather related, but still, it's close enough to a tornado siren. Apparently, he does a lot of fan requests. Here's Frankie McDonald saying one word. <laughs> Sounds a lot like the tornado siren, right? Bitcoin. That word was Bitcoin. Apparently, Frankie is a crypto bro. Good luck with that, my friend. Uh, real quick, before we get into the news, oh, I've got some interesting Tamir information. You remember Tamir, of course. He's the guy that thinks that AI and Emma Watson are making his legs twitch telepathically or something. From past clips, you know, this really is upsetting Tamir. He can't focus on anything because of that bitch, Emma Watson. Here's the new piece of information I just learned. Guess where Tamir lives? In Cincinnati, Ohio. No, not Cincinnati. He lives in, of all places, Israel. Every day and every week that I live here in Israel, I am constantly ascertained that I really love this country. I had no idea. I would have never guessed Israel, but he loves it. Although I don't think he knows what's going on there in that whole area. He seems kind of oblivious. Nice people and peaceful also. Nice people I'll give you, but it's not a peaceful area. There is virtually no problems of crime like... Like, have you seen the news? 
I think when he refers to crime, he's talking about like, uh, you know, shoplifting, gun violence, excluding terrorist gun violence. You know, it's just so funny because, you know, we, uh, the news has been consumed with this uh, Israel-Palestine conflict for the last month or so. And then there's Tamir here, who's just like, he, that. that's not even on his radar. <laughs> you know, he's got bigger problems. As a matter of fact, he just posted this video. Has nothing to do with Palestine or rockets or bombings. I am not lonely. <laughs> I am not in need of a partner. Okay, calm down. I just asked if you wanted to go for coffee. I am sick and tired of being treated like I am desperate for a woman or something. I am not desperate for a woman. Guys, you know, I'm a taken woman, so I don't know how these things work. But uh, on your Tinder profile, can you include audio clips? That would be so great. Like if you can add um, like a personalized greeting or intro, just take Tamir's voice here. I am sick and tired of being treated like I am desperate for a woman or something. I am not desperate for a woman. There is only one thing I am desperate for. That my body is left alone. Okay, so Tamir's not looking for a physical relationship. Noted. I don't want love. I don't want partnership. God, I wish Corey was around. He could really turn this into a hit song. I don't want love. I don't want partnership. I don't want marriage. <laughs> this sounds like Lord Douche's internal monologue. I don't want emotional support. <laughs> and I don't want possession of my heart. Who hurt you, Tamir? <laughs> I have a feeling this all leads back to Emma Watson. I want respect of my body. Respect of my body. So based on everything you're saying, I take it you're not looking for anything long term. Just maybe like a fling, one night stand type of situation. I can respect that. Well, there you go. That's Tamir, everybody. Tamir in Israel. Losing his goddamn mind. Uh, and with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist. To the fucked up news. Right now. <laughs> Distorted View Daily, please consider signing up for The Sideshow. That's our member site where every week, brand new exclusive episodes are posted just for members. I call the show Distorted View Daily, but on Tuesdays and Thursdays, those episodes are just for paying freaks. Yesterday was a very fun show. Tuesday's episode was good as well. Sign up right now and you can grab all of those exclusive episodes. Uh, there's a couple ways to sign up. If you use Spotify, you can sign up right in the app. Uh, same deal with Apple Podcasts. Just a few taps on your mobile phone, you'll get access to the exclusive episodes. They'll appear right alongside the free episodes. And then we've got uh, superfreaksideshow.com. You can sign up through the website. You'll get access to a personalized RSS feed that you can plug into uh, most podcasting apps, ones that support premium feeds and 
uh, you know, uh, usernames and passwords. There's information on the website to uh, help you out getting everything set up. For more information, check out distortedview.com and superfreaksidej.com. Memberships are very inexpensive, only $6.99 a month. It helps ensure that uh, this program continues on for a long, long time. Thank you so much to all of my Sideshow members. You guys are the reason I'm able to continue doing this show. Uh, one more way to help us out, we've got a Patreon account, patreon.com slash distortedview. You can pledge as little as a dollar over there. Every little bit helps. If you pledge at least $5, you get access to a special voicemail line where I will play your calls first. We have higher tiers. If you pledge at least $20, occasionally I will send out DV merchandise or goodies occasionally, and I've been uh, teasing that that's about to happen. I've been waiting for the launch of the new uh, Distorted View store, so I can reveal now what the newest perk is for those uh, $20 or more tier patrons. Instead of actually just sending you out something, you're going to receive a, uh, a a coupon code that is good for one free T-shirt from the Distorted View store. Pick out any of the designs you like. You'll get free shipping, everything. Everything's taken care of. I've been wanting to uh, send patrons out uh, a T-shirt for some time, but the problem is I have to go and then ask everyone what their sizes are and all that bullshit. So this is a much easier way. You'll get the promo code, then you can just go right on the in the Distorted View store and pick out something you like. Just a way of saying thank you so much for uh, supporting DV through Patreon. So be on the lookout for uh, all of that stuff coming uh, at you real soon. All right, three very quick stories now. First up, we were just talking about Israel, home to one of our favorites, Tamir. Well, an Israeli newspaper has sparked outrage after publishing an article that advised readers, quote, how to use the stress from the Israel-Hamas war to lose weight. From the brilliant minds that brought you the AIDS diet plan comes the new Middle Eastern weight loss management system sweeping across that war-torn hellscape. Introducing Hebrew Size. In just five weeks or three bombings, whichever comes first, you'll Jerusa slim down your waist by two sizes. Even if you can't keep up with the advanced airstrike aerobics, you can still power walk away from gunfire. There's a Hebrew size routine for all activity levels, so get ready to Jew, Jew, Jew your way down to your ideal weight with Hebrew size. I don't know, I've heard worse ideas, honestly. The Jerusalem Post posted a link to the ex-social media site, formerly Twitter, promoting the story that included the hashtag, hashtag Israel, hashtag Hamas terrorists, hashtag Gaza, and hashtag weight loss. The backlash prompted the newspaper to delete the article, though the story, which was published on Sunday, can still be accessed via the Wayback Machine. According to the article, the ongoing state of stress and anxiety in Israel has led to weight gain for many, but understanding how stress works can actually aid in shedding pounds while maintaining overall health, read the subheading of the story, which was translated from the Hebrew language news site Walla, which is a subsidiary of the Jerusalem Post. The article in question was produced by our Hebrew language sister publication and was uploaded to our website using an automated translation mechanism, said Avi Mayer, the Jerusalem Post's editor-in-chief. It did not meet our editorial standards and was thus removed once our staff was made aware of it. The story, which was written by an Israeli doctor who runs a medical weight loss clinic, was written amidst the ongoing war between Israel and Hamas. 
The author of the story, Dr. Roz Hagel, said extended hours spent in front of the television, lack of physical activity, and emotional eating to find comfort all make it difficult to maintain a healthy diet. Hagel noted that uh, stress-induced lack of sleep experienced over the past two weeks, kind of hard to sleep when you're being bombed. Still, you got to try to power through because uh, that can all lead to obesity. The doctor said that uh, this current period may actually present an opportunity. (laughs) Really turning lemons into lemonade. You know how your city's under attack from rockets and missiles and shit? Well, this current period may actually present an opportunity to address the issue of obesity and stay healthy. This war may just be the kick in the pants to get you exercising again. Hegel wrote that shorter periods of stress can actually suppress appetite hormones. Makes sense. I mean, if you're constantly in a state of fight or flight, you're not going to be taking a lot of snack breaks. Not going to be grabbing the Oreo cookies as you dodge an airstrike. The publication has a print circulation of only 15,000, but has 4 million readers online. Users on social media blasted the outlet for the story. Quote, assume this was a parody. The onion has really gone downhill. They're so tasteless. Uh, Yes, the hashtags with weight loss as a punchline seem like a giveaway, but it's real and in questionable taste, author Kurt Anderson wrote. Another user said, hot take, war is not a weight loss plan. Well, not with that attitude, it isn't. This feels like AI-generated text gone wrong, another ex-user wrote. So there you go. That's what's happening in Israel. There is only one thing I am desperate for. That summer bikini body? Tamir, you're in Israel. Get to Hebrew-sizing. Assuming Israel is still around next year, you can totally have a rockin' bod come June or July or whatever. All right, uh, second story we have for you. Oh, we got one from Ohio here. A grand jury has declined to return an indictment against a 55-year-old man accused of killing his longtime girlfriend by sitting on her head and breaking her neck. I would like to hear his defense. Like, what did he think he was doing? Was this like a sex thing? Trying to get your ass licked? You, You sat down a little too hard and snapped her neck? He's like the analingus version of Lenny from Mice and Men. He thought he was just positioning his ass to get tongued by the pretty lady. He got too excited and he snapped her neck in half. All right, a grand jury in Hamilton County, that's my county on Monday, chose to ignore a murder charge for James F. Toothman a day after he was arrested and charged with first-degree murder in the slaying of 65-year-old Jenny Russell. Now, I'm not saying 65 years old is geriatric, but, you know, she's getting up there in age, osteoporosis setting in, makes sense that some bones were easily snapped. Despite the grand jury's reluctance to bring the charge against Toothman, who is legally blind, so I'm guessing his defense is he didn't see the woman he was about to sit on, or maybe thought she was furniture. I just plopped down to play some video games. I thought the chair was a little squishy. The Hamilton County Prosecutor's Office on Wednesday said they are not through with the case, though. According to one prosecutor, Amy Klausing, uh, she said the case was ignored by the grand jury today. However, the matter is still under investigation and charges can be refiled if appropriate based on the continuing investigation. According to the blog Law and Crime, officers and firefighters responded Sunday to a call of an unresponsive woman at an apartment complex uh, about 10 miles outside of Cincinnati. Once there, first responders found Russell face down on a couch in the living room. She died at the hospital. Officers said that while at the home, they overheard Toothman make an unsolicited comment 
about Russell's death being his fault because he sat on her head. A nurse at the hospital where Russell was taken also told police she heard Toothman saying that he sat on her. Almost like he's proud of it. He's just telling everyone, hey, see that woman? I sat on her head and I snapped her neck. Snapped her neck real good. An investigator with the Hamilton County Coroner's Office who observed Russell's body reportedly told detectives the victim appeared to have a broken neck. Police alleged Toothman purposely killed Russell. After all, the couple had a history of domestic violence. How could the grand jury ignore all of this? He beat the shit out of her in the past and now she's dead with a snap broken neck? I mean, doesn't it seem more likely than not he killed her? Especially considering he said he killed her. Actually, they uh, they were each arrested multiple times over incidents allegedly involving each other. Toothman was charged with domestic violence assault against Russell in 2018, 2019, and 2020. Ironically, not in the year 2020, when we were all just like cooped up in our houses due to the pandemic. You'd think if, if you were going to beat the fuck out of your partner, it would be during that year when you couldn't escape them, you know? Anyway, all of those charges were dropped due to lack of cooperation from Russell. In the 2018 arrest, Toothman allegedly pushed Russell to the ground and was smothering her by holding a mattress over her to prevent her from breathing. As recently as March 8th of this year, police responded to their home and found Toothman with wounds on his chest and his hand. He stated that Russell struck him over the head and stabbed him with unknown objects. Russell, at that time, was uh, arrested and charged with domestic violence. Prosecutors served Toothman with two subpoenas to testify against Russell, but the subpoenas were reportedly sent back because the couple's apartment was discovered to be vacant. The charge against Russell was subsequently dismissed. It kind of sounds like these two deserved each other. They were beating the crap out of one another. Then, when the courts get involved, they're like, never mind. They withdraw the charges or just ignore the court appearance stuff. I mean, this was bound to end in disaster. All right, uh, final story we have for you to jump. Body cam footage of former Arizona Coyotes forward Alex Galchenyuk's hit-and-run arrest shows the moments he made threats against officers and hurled racial slurs. I'm interested. Guys, just so you know, the Arizona Coyotes play hockey. It's a hockey team. Quote, drop me off right fucking here and all of your families will live forever. I guess he was insinuating that if you don't let him go right now, he would uh, murder your entire families. That's what the former NHLer screamed during his July 9th arrest. Galchenyuk who earned $25 million over seven seasons, appeared to be inebriated as he berated the Scottsdale cops who caught him after he fled the scene. I believe I have some audio here of the incident. I paid my taxes for 12 years in a row straight in the highest taxi traffic. In the highest in the highest tax bracket. I think he's trying to win the cops over here by saying he pays his taxes, like a lot of money in taxes. And, and so that a lot of that goes to the police. So you should be nice to him. Twelve years in a row, guys, come on. Like, yeah, that's what everyone is supposed to do. Doesn't give you a right to threaten us. I'm not threatening you. Have I ever threatened you? Yep, twice at least. When? When you were sitting right there. Rieger, tell me. You told me you were gonna cut me up. I've never told you that. Okay. Now, to be fair, the body cam did not catch 
this hockey player threatening to cut anyone up. Yet I don't think the cops were lying, because I believe there are some threats that are caught on cam later on. I have shut the f up. I want to get home. That's it. That's it, mother. I want to get home. You can hear he's starting to get a little testy now. When he finally is placed in the police car, that's when I think we hear another threat. You know about you, I'll kill your wife, I'll kill your daughter, I'll kill your wife, I'll kill your Is that considered a threat? Kind of a gray area, right? I'll kill your fucking children, I'll kill your fucking wife. It depends on how you uh sort of take what he's saying. Daughter, I'll kill your wife, I'll kill your so drop me off right here and you'll never hear from me ever again. I think you get the idea. The body cam footage was released this week, months after Galchenyuk pleaded guilty to a misdemeanor threat charge. Is that all misdemeanor? Motherfucker got off easy. During the incident, authorities said Galchenyuk hopped a curb in a parking lot and hit another vehicle. His father arrived at the scene, got behind the wheel, and drove off with his allegedly impaired son. Scottsdale police soon found the white BMW and pulled them over. Galchenuk went on to use racial slurs and ranted as his father said his son was totally fine. <laughs> this is this is typical behavior. Slurred speech and N-words. That's my boy. Witnesses said they saw the former number three overall pick stumbling outside of the vehicle after the collision. After being detained, Galchenyuk and his father started to question the cops and asked one how long they've been an officer. Eight years, the officer replied. Galchenuk said, you understand, I'll chop all your dicks off, right? I mean, that also could be construed as a threat. The officer then asks him to repeat himself, and Galchenuk said, you heard me. The former NHLer also asked the officer where they're from, and the officer walks away after Galchenuk calls them uh, a pussy-ass motherfucker. <laughs> where are those clips at? That's what I want to hear. Galchenuk then goes on to grab tins of chewing tobacco as the officers tell him not to reach for anything. You can't threaten me and then start reaching for stuff, one officer said. Galchenuk says he didn't threaten the officer, but adds, I'll chop your neck off. Galchenuk then harasses the officer during a 15-minute car ride to the station. You'll die in the fucking desert, both of you. That's one of the quotes. Uh, my Russian something will cut your fucking liver out. I can't figure out what those are. We'll cut your fuck. We'll cut your dick liver. I, I don't know. It's four stars. We'll cut your four letter word liver out. You'll never fucking breathe. You know that? He also begged officers to take him home, claiming that his pregnant wife was calling. He said, uh, one phone call and you're dead. Your whole fucking bloodline is dead. That's when he started using racial slurs to the officer. Stuff like, uh, turn right, N-word. Ultimately, he was taken into custody for the misdemeanor hit and run and disorderly conduct and resisting arrest. Oh, and threatening police officers. A week after the incident, Galchenyuk issued an apology for his actions. My behavior last week was deeply offensive and uncalled for, horrendous, embarrassing, disrespectful, and just plain awful. I let you all down and I'm truly sorry. While this behavior after drinking alcohol is not representative of who I am, I do have to take responsibility for it. My actions have cost me my chance to do what I love, play professional hockey. He also apparently said he was going to check into a uh, alcohol assistance program to get help. His NHL deal was terminated a few days after he signed for $750,000 a year. Probably why he was drunk in the first place. He was out celebrating. That jubilation was short-lived, eh? Uh, there you go. That, my friends, is your distorted news for 
Friday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. Love to hear from you freaks. And there are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. I'm all over social media at Distorted View on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook.com slash Distorted View Show. All right, we've got some patrons checking in, and then maybe we'll do some regular voicemails as well. Sure, we'll pepper those in. Hey, Timmy Boo, it's Twink Toilet. So hey, twink. I don't think anyone's going to give you uh, crap over the whole misgendering. But... I don't think so. Most of my listeners are pretty cool. I've got several trans listeners, and they're very cool. They're not sensitive about th- about this type of stuff. At least when I do it, I got I got the T card. Plus, you know, for once it was an honest mistake. Shoot the Nashville shooter, you know, because of the dead kids. I don't think it's really important. Yeah, um, I think murder trumps misgendering most of the time. That's that's that remains the bigger deal. But just to add to that conversation, um, you also said that the kids that were killed were high schoolers, but they were actually like nine year olds. Oh, even better. Uh, so you kind of just fucked that whole story up, but it's okay because it makes you endearing. Also, I'm not even 100% sure. Hey, look, if, if you're coming to Distorted View Daily for accurate news, that shit's on you. You know, you've got only yourself to blame. Those pages are real because the only source of information or, yeah, source of information is Stephen Crowder. He's not exactly. Yeah, I know that Steven Crowder was the one who initially posted it, but I'm pretty sure that uh, someone, like the police, or, or someone confirmed it, right? Someone from the county, maybe? Good at being a reliable source of information. Right. So, no. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I looked into it a little bit closer. You know, like, I didn't just see that Steven Crowder posted something, and I was like, ooh, good. Although that is enough for me. I'm pretty sure there was some additional reporting on it afterwards. Tony Prolapse calling in with an answer to this question about buying legal marijuana. I have been a marijuana smoker for a very long time. I think we talked about this on uh, Thursday's episode here in Ohio. Big election day. uh, It's like all about abortion and weed. There were some issues on the ballot protecting abortion uh, rights, I guess. And then, uh, but the big, the thing that interests me is the weed. We legalized recreational weed here in Ohio. And uh, I'm, I was just asking uh, my listeners what I should be looking forward to. About buying legal marijuana. I have been a marijuana smoker for a very long time, since I was 22. Um, I'm 30 now. Anyway. Look, I like it. Don't get me wrong. I was just a very sporadic user of the stuff but i think now that it's going to be more easily accessible now that i don't have to work to get it yeah i'm gonna be i'm gonna be messed up (laughs) i'm doing this show eight years but but either way i grew some weed in the neighboring state on a friend's farm it was awesome but buying legal weed is fucking easy tim you literally go into the dispensary you go i have trouble sleeping what's good for me i don't really want to smoke grass and they're like oh here's this brand of edibles Here's chocolate. Here's gummies. Hell, they even have soda. Have what? Fucking soda. Now you're speaking my language. Soda. How is the art on the cans? They have fucking soda with THC in it. You drink it, you get fucked up, you go to sleep. Or if you want to, you know, be like, I have trouble, like, motivating. Here's some sativa. Mm. Oh, this. There's hybrid. They will literally answer every dumb question you have about weed. I want some of that creativity weed. Oh, DV's about to get real weird. Tim, it's Tasty Glue here. 
Are you about a size 14? I just want to know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, look. That was, see what happens? Now, that's a regular voicemail call. That's not a patron. You see how the quality drops off there? Barely say anything. He's grunting, making hey, noises. Hey, uh, long-time listener here. Uh, I was I was just curious, and uh, you went uh, searching up weird porn and shit for a very long time. Is there anything weird or fantastical that you've come across that you've been into? You know, stuff, stuff that's not possible in real life, you know, like a vor or, you know, something with no, maybe a prehensile penis. I don't know. I was just curious. No, I don't, like, you, I, I don't like fake stuff. I don't like stuff that I, that could never happen in, in reality, you know? What's the point of fantasizing about that? You're a vanilla man. You just Google gay. I like to keep it nice and simple. I just need an ass. I just need a hole for my dick. That's it. That's what I watch. That's what I fantasize about. Gays are into, I don't know, but... I was just curious. Anyway, I'm a very, I'm a, yeah, I'm a very simple guy when it comes to porn, when it comes to what interests me. I mean, you, you guys might call it vanilla, but I call it easily accessible. That's the good thing about uh, sex that uh, doesn't have all those bells and whistles attached to it. There's not a lot of prep time. It's easy to seek out and find. I don't like that specialty sex. I like mass-produced assembly line sex, you know. It works for me. Ting. All right. Uh, that is all the time we have on this edition of the program. Want you guys to email me. Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you. 206-666-4463. That's 206-666-OGOD as in OGOD. I don't want love. Spread the distortion. STD. Tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or like wherever you can rate and review podcasts. Guys, thank you so much for a great week of programs. I'll be back on Monday to do it over again. Until then, Scribe.net.